Greetings in Jesus' name. You are tuned into YCN Radio, serving the generation of the future today, broadcasting to South Africa and reaching out globally. Hello, radio family. This is Dr. Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for Today's Problems. I call the Bible God's Ancient Principles documented in book form for the benefit of every man while we are physically alive on planet Earth. One, God's Word existed for billions and billions of years, way before human civilization. Two, God's Word always existed in the mind of God and by God's free will decided in eternity past to reveal himself and his word for all mankind. Three, the word of God is called the mind of Christ as per 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16. Question, what does ancient principles mean for you and for me today? And we find the answer documented in the Word of God as per the book of Isaiah, chapter 25, verse 1. Now listen to this. Thy counsel of old are faithful and truth. Five, ancient principles from the Bible for today's problems are called counsel of old based on God's faithfulness and God's truth. 6. Jesus Christ, before his humanity, was called, according to the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6, A. And he, Jesus Christ, will be called Wonderful Counselor. B. Jesus Christ is called, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 28, verse 29, the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counsel. C. Jesus Christ is called in, in, the, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 25, the consolation of Israel. D. Jesus Christ promised that God the Holy Spirit will be sent on his request from the Father, as per John's Gospel, 14, verse 15 as comforter in order to be with you and with me. Listen to the word of God. The counsel of old. Old doesn't mean old in time. It means timeless. It means eternal. It means it's applicable for billions and billions of years before, and it is applicable for today and the billions and billions hence from the day forward. Ancient principles from the Bible for today's problems is called the counsel of old. God's word is like a counselor. In this case, not human, but divine. Divinity is better than humanity. And God's old counsel, God's ancient word, is dependent on the character of God, faithfulness, and truth. 
Jesus is called the Apsudes, the non-lying God, as per the book of Titus, chapter 1, verse 2. And he, Jesus Christ, will be called Wonderful Counselor. Secondly, Jesus Christ is called in Isaiah 28, verse 29, the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counsel. It is in the time of COVID, it is indicative, it is imperative, it is important that we seek the counsel of God. We seek the counsel of Christ. We seek the counsel of God contained in the word of God for such difficult time as today. Jesus Christ is called in Luke's gospel, in chapter 2, verse 25, listen to this. He is called the consolation of Israel. This consolation, this counselor, God the Holy Spirit, is available for the 8.7 billion people on the face of the earth today. It is reliable, it is trustable, it is truthful, it is unbreakable, it is unchangeable. God's word can be a counselor, give you peace amidst a storm in this time of COVID-19. Jesus Christ, just before he left earth, he made a very important statement. He says, I will ask my father to give you another counselor, God the Holy Spirit, that will be timeless in present. I say, he is timeless present. He is timeless future. And God is available when we call upon the name of the Lord. On the basis of this, listen to point seven. God's ancient principles, as found in the Bible, introduces Psalm 138, where God swore that his word is unchangeable in character. Praise the Lord. God's word is unchangeable. God's word is irreversible. God's word is unbendable. God's word is uncrushable. It is a, it is a consolation in the midst of any storm. Psalm 138 verse 2. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Imagine that God uh, stipulates with clarity that he can, never, he can never go against his word. His word is based on faithfulness and truth. It is the counsel of all. Eight, listen to this divine declaration. As per the word of God, the Lord of hosts has sworn about his word. Surely, as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it be. God's word today for you and for me is dependable. It is eternal. It is reliable. And I am the recipient of God's grace. When I was about to the grave and death, I received it out of this world peace. And I knew when I have the peace of God in the midst of my struggle, in the midst of my crisis, in the midst of my fear, in the midst of my anxiety, in the midst of my stress, 
It represents the presence of God. And when you have God's peace and the presence of God, it means everything will be all right. The word of God, the ancient principles that I share with you, that I advocate for you, is called the counsel of old, our faithfulness and truth. So surely, as God has thought, remember, the Bible is a thought of God. So shall it come to pass. As God has thought about, God says, it will bring truth. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. God's word can never change. This world change. This world will go away. But the Bible says, heaven and earth will pass, but my word will remain because the word of God is eternal in character. The word of God is eternal in nature. And we have this confidence that if God be for us, who can be against us? I am excited to know that in my blood cancer ordeal, Jesus Christ, Son of God, became my counselor in the midst of death. That's what David says in Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no, no evil. Why not? Because the counsel of old was present in my predicament, present in my trial. But trials and predicaments comes to an end. But the presence of God continues unabatedly. I am dependent on the word of God. Therefore, listen to my pastoral meditation. God's counsel, as per Psalm 121, is available for all who desire wisdom. In the time of COVID-19 confusion. There is confusion even today. After they, they speak about the vaccine, there's, there's tumultuous confusion. But in the midst of confusion, you have the consolation of Israel. You have the consolation of the entire universe, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We continue my investigation of Scripture for mental stability and spiritual enlightenment for our world today. I say the word of God gives you mental stability. And spiritual enlightenment. Remember what Jesus says. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Now listen to what Jesus says. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man goes to the Father except through me. We go again to the word eyes. The word eyes the sixth word, as per Psalm 121, verse 1, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, whence cometh my help. We have discovered that eyes represents divine law called the law of sowing and reaping. The eyes represent, remember, eyes is a metaphor. It represents the condition or the content of my soul. We have discovered that eyes represent divine law, called the law of sowing and reaping. We further discovered that Jesus Christ taught this law. He taught this heavenly law. We must know what happened before. That's why it was indicative, it was imperative for Jesus to teach you and to teach me the consequences of pride or arrogance. 
and the consequences of humility and meekness. We further discovered that Jesus Christ taught about the law of sowing and reaping in the 12th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Listen to what Jesus says. Listen to the advocacy of the Son of God while he was on the face of the earth. Listen to this. This is majestic. This is amazing. This is the counsel of old. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. You are called my listener to my meditation. I want you to listen and I want you to understand. God the Holy Spirit will enable us to listen and to understand God's dire warning to the world. Listen to the words of Jesus. What goes into a man, his mouth does not make him unclean. But what comes out of his mouth, that is what makes him unclean. Let me read it again. What goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean. Your food does not make you unclean. But what comes out of his mouth, that is what makes us unclean. What comes from the mouth comes from the soul. It comes from the well of the heart. Whatever is in the heart will come out. This principle of sowing and reaping was simplified for us by Rabbi Hillel that lived 2,000 years ago when he said these ancient provocative words of courage and of strength. This is a call to listen and to understand it. Listen to what this guy says. He lived 2,000 years ago, just before Jesus came on the scene. My humility is my exaltation. And my exaltation is my humility. This is very profound. This is amazing. Listen to what this guy says. My humility is my exaltation. And my exaltation is my humility. This statement. My humility is my exaltation. And my exaltation is my humility. Represents the universal law. Of how God deals with you. And how God deals with me. Based on our investigation. The word eyes. In the Bible represents the condition. Of our soul before God. Remember. The soul is only known to God and me. I want you to know that, that, that God knows your soul. God knows your heart. And if God, when, when somebody sees your eyes, they can look into your soul. And so I say, eyes reveals humility or pride respectively. Welcome back. You are tuned into YCN Radio. Serving the generation of the future today. Broadcasting to South Africa and reaching out globally. Again, I say, this is Dr. Kevin Williams for Death Postponed Ministries with my talk. Ancient principles from the Bible for today's problems. Therefore, I continue. I reveals the humility or the pride of the soul of man. One Humility from a biblical standpoint are defined as A. Believing what God says about us irrespective of what people say about you and about me. B. 
Humility from God's viewpoint is being comfortable with who we are in Christ. That's why we can put others first. C. Listen to Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, here again, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. In contrast to humility, we find the opposite, pride and human arrogance. Now listen to what is being meant by pride and arrogance. I look at the biblical sin of pride, and it refers to the following. A, a high or exalted attitude of soul. B, pride is taking the glory that belongs to God alone and keeping it for ourselves. C, pride is essentially self-worship. And we see there are people that worship their billions, people uh, worship their status in community, they, they, they are religious in character, but I say, I am a servant of God, and the servant that humbles himself will be elevated and exalted in God's time. I want to further state on, on the B, divine warning against pride or self-exaltation. There's a crust, there's a dire warning for you and for me to prevent falling because of pride or self-exaltation. Point B, divine warning against pride or self-exaltation. The Bible contains stark reminders for the earth today, warning us that our attitude of heart, the content of soul, has irreversible consequences. One, what we sow, we shall reap, as per Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Two, Pride goes before the fall, Proverbs 16, verse 18, and our civilization, the human civilization, has been littered with the consequences of arrogance and pride throughout human history. Listen again. One, what we sow, we shall reap. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Pride goes before the fall. Proverbs 16 verse 18. I recall a statement I once heard, and it goes like this. I quote, Attitude more than aptitude determines altitude. It is not how good you are in maths that determines uh, stability or fall, but our attitude of soul. Remember again, attitude more than aptitude determines altitude. Therefore, Rabbi Hillel, 2,000 years ago, and his quotation, holds true for us then, it will hold true for us today, and it will hold firm for the people of tomorrow. And I quote, My humility is my exaltation. And my exaltation is my humility. What is startling about the law of sowing and reaping is this. Now we have a pre-human history example based in scripture the angelic example remember one lucifer 
as per Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 2, he was called the son of the morning. He was cast down from heaven to earth because of pride and arrogance and self-exaltation. Two, the fall of Lucifer, the archangel, happened before the creation of man, before human civilization, this law that was violated by an archangel brought him from heaven to earth. He was cast from heaven to the face of the earth. And Jesus, in the book of Luke, make a startling declaration. He says, And I saw Lucifer as in the twinkling of an eye fell to earth. He fell from grace. Remember what's important. The fall of Lucifer is documented that this law, irrespective of who you are, an archangel or just a man, if you do what God says, God will promote you. If you go against God with arrogance, you will be brought low. The law of sowing and reaping is applicable for angels and humans alike. Pride brought Lucifer down, and pride will bring us down. So we, we find a, a prehistory example of the archangel Lucifer. He was cast from heaven because of his pride and arrogance. Now we have examples of human examples contained in scripture. I call it human example one. In the law of sowing and reaping, as found in the book of Exodus, we find this illustrious character, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Remember the law. Exaltation leads to humility. And humility leads to exaltation. Exodus chapter 5 verse 2, Pharaoh arrogantly uttered these words. A mere man insults the God of the universe. Who is this God? Who is the Lord that I should obey him? Exodus chapter 15 contains the fall of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and his mighty army. The, the Egyptian nation and the, 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 the nation of, the, of Pharaoh was totally annihilated because of, the, of their leader's arrogance towards the God of the universe. Remember, creation is not creator. Creation is not greater than creator. If God gives us instruction and if we violate, we cannot go up, but we will go down. So Pharaoh is an example. A mighty man was brought low. He was cast down by the meek Moses. Human example too. Remember the time of Esther, there was a prince and they called his name Haman. In the book of Esther chapter 7. Because of pride, he was humbled and killed by his own guillotine. In his place, the humble Mordecai was exalted to prince in the place of Haman. Imagine that a prince of a nation was defaulted, was cast down because he was arrogant. He exalted himself. He was full of pride. And he came tumbling down. Like the walls of Jericho that was strong, God brought them down. Human, example three. 
Remember there was a man called King Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel. He was dethroned because of self-exaltation as per Daniel chapter 4, 24 to 26. But listen to this. Years later, after self-realization that he is creation and creator is God, after King Nebuchadnezzar humbled himself before the universal God, he was exalted again as per Daniel chapter 5, verse 34. God restored him as the emperor of the great nation. There are many more examples to warn us that God's law is operational in our world today. Listen to this. Exalt yourself and the law will pull you down. Humble yourself and the law will pull you up. Here is, lastly, some scriptural references of this warning for you and for me. See, scripture to inform us against pride. The book of Proverbs has detailed warnings for our understanding and for our reading. Proverbs 6 verse 17. Divine disgust are towards an agony are against those who self-exalt them in the presence of God. Psalm, Psalm 18 verse 27. You save humble people, but you bring down a conceited look. Arrogant people, full of pride, always comes to a fall. Proverbs 8 verse 13. Listen to what God says. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and a twisted speech. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 11. The proud look of a man will be humbled and the loftiness of man will be brought low. Let us take heed to humble ourselves before God. Listen to the good advice from the book of Proverbs chapter 16 to verse 19. Now listen to this. I, I got this in the word. There are six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven that are detestable to God. Arrogance and pride are detestable to God. One, haughty eyes, arrogance and pride. Two, a lying tongue. Three, hands that shed innocent blood. Four, a heart that devises wicked schemes. Five, feet that are quick to rush into evil. Six, a false witness who pour out lies. Seven, a person who stir up conflict in the community. Number one, stated in the six things that God hates, year seven, is arrogance and pride. Lucifer was, was dethroned. Lucifer was cast from heaven to the earth. King Pharaoh the great Egyptian pharaoh who wanted to be served as God, he was brought low. He was, he, his choice to oppose God brought his demise. Your choice and my choice will determine whether we stand or fall. So haughty eyes, number one, is a violation. It is detestable in the eyes of God. God receives the humble, but he will stand the arrogant. 
listen to divine recommendation from the epistle of Peter. 1 Peter 5 or 6. 1. Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand so that in due time he may exalt you. Decide today and apply Rabbi Hillel's advice for our world today. My humility is my exaltation. And my exaltation is my humility. Make the choice. Let's humble ourselves today and God will come to our rescue in these troubled times. Jesus brought me from blood cancer. I used no medicine. I was fully cured by the operational presence of God the Holy Spirit. He paid my medical costs 1.7 million rand. I'm back at work and I use no medicine whatsoever. I think it's because God the Holy Spirit taught me that I must humble myself, seek help from above. Don't seek help from man. Man is temporal, but God is not. He's permanent. This is Dr. Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries. Eyes represents the condition and the content of our soul. What is in your heart? The peace of the Lord uh, be upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.